Hey, hey, it's Chris, and I just want to say I hope you have been enjoying your hashtag hot Ford summer. As you may be aware, Ontario Lab has been on a break for the month of August, but we have grown tired of relaxing. We've grown tired of our free time. We have grown tired of not checking Ontario news every day to feed the always hungry hot take engine that powers our podcast. So I'm here to tell you that we are coming back soon. We're coming back in September. Our first pod will be out September 10th, and we will be kicking off a fall schedule that we are really excited about. We'll be shifting our Ontario focus a little bit to bring you all the latest about the federal election campaign that will be kicking off in the fall, bringing you a series that I'm trying to convince my fellow co-host to let me call, is it true, duh? These will be a series of deep dives on areas where progressive discontent with the current government is formed. We'll have experts on to kick the tires on ideas like gender equality, climate change, truth and reconciliation. I'm going to try and squeeze electoral reform in there somewhere. Uh, And these are all areas we want to get into, so tune in. Also, our listener support through Patreon has grown even throughout the month of August, and we are so, so thankful. We have brought on some amazing new volunteers over the break to make our pod sound better, get it out to more people, help us better advertise, and we would like to pay them more than the tiny amount of money we are currently able to. So if you like Ontario Loud, you think more people should listen to it, head to patreon.com slash Ontario Loud and sign up to support our show today. We want to be doing this for a long time, and you can do it for less than the price of a latte. That's patreon.com slash Ontario Loud or ontarioloud.ca. So that's it. That's all the housekeeping. But before we go, I want to bring you a clip of something very weird that we did at the end of our last season. We finished out but ended up not releasing a bunch of conversation about the new Star Trek Picard trailer. Now, if you're not into a whole bunch of Star Trek content, that is understandable. It's only about 10 minutes long, but if you are not at all interested... You are free to stop, and we will be back to our regular diet of Ontario politics and public policy next week. But I had such a fun time recording this with Kate, Alexi, Alvin, and Kareem Bardisi, who joined us for this particular segment that I kind of wanted to release it anyways. So I hope you enjoy the last drag this summer, and we will see you in a week. All right. (laughs) Team, (laughs) I want to close out our season (laughs) with an important and serious topic. Okay. Last week, CBS released a very exciting Star Trek television event in the form of a trailer (laughs) that I would like to discuss in a mini podcast I would like to call Alpha Quadrant Loud. So there will be theme music that will intro Really? Yeah. Oh my God, we're so weird. I, I like it. I will keep that. I'll just put that on loop a couple times. Welcome to Alpha Quadrant Lab, the podcast about starships, temporal anomalies, and outlandish outer space ethical quandaries that make us reconsider the fundamental underpinnings of our own society recorded right here in the United Federation of Planets. <laughs> Reality check. Is this too nerdy? Yeah. Okay. So no, We're, no, no, no. Anyone who listens to not. this podcast this deep has developed... A tolerance for nerdy. <laughs> and I and I want to make a reference here to the guy, the guy in the Princess Bride who who develops the the tolerance to Iocane powder. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah, our listeners are that. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're gonna to be discussing the trailer for Star Trek Picard, which aired last week, showing a very exciting series of events. It opens on a rolling shot of Picard Estates, in which the <laughs> Picard family winery, uh, which is the Picard family winery with a mysterious woman asking Picard if he's ever been a stranger to himself. Picard ref- on the fact that he has felt that way ever since Commander Data sacrificed himself to save Picard's life at the end of Star Trek Nemesis. Another mysterious woman shows up who appears to be able to have some kind of power, able to kick a lot of ass 
asks for Picard's help with something. We don't know what. Uh, he goes to Starfleet. We don't know what happens there. But he does go to Starfleet and he appears to want to help her. So there's shots of more spaceship, the mysterious woman kicking a lot more ass, and then somebody telling Picard he needs to remember who he is, that he needs a crew. There's Falcons. There's a Borg cube. There's a shot of Patrick Stewart sitting across from a very casual looking Seven of Nine. Uh, and so I guess I just want to ask, what are we most excited that we saw in this trailer? Is there anything we're worried about in the series? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start. I'm most excited for uh, the character of Captain Picard coming back because I think he's one of the best characters that's ever uh, been explored in Star Trek and is definitely my favorite of the captains. Jean-Luc Picard was his first crush. Really? <laughs> I will say also guest starring on this pod, we have former advisor to the premier, uh, Kareem Bardisi, who has jumped on to talk about Star Trek as well. Because he's so into this. this is yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, there's so many plot lines. And <laughs> one of the ones I'm really excited to hear about is how is Captain Picard going to get sell his wine in the, in, in, in the newly reformed United Federation of Planet Beer and Wine Market? And is he going to adulterate the wine with Romulan grapes, with Klingon grapes? <laughs> These are really important questions. Yeah, when you have an intergalactic yeah. grape trade, it is like regional. I mean, if he's in France, which we know that Captain Picard is French, the regional tipicity. With an English accent. Reg yeah. Regional tipicity in French wine. Is it still a thing in the 24th century? Chris, you missed... Uh, there's a huge piece to the, to the yes. trailer right at the very end, which you missed uh, in your summary, yeah. was data. Data coming back. Like the... Data is going to be in this show. Is he he's right is there like a clip of him at the end? Right, yeah, at, right, right at, at the very end is like a post trailer yeah. sneak peek. Uh there's a clip of data. And Brent Spiner confirmed that he is playing data, not B4. Not B4. Because yeah. interesting. So yeah, B4 at the end of Star Trek Nemesis was a uh, another android that was implanted with some of data's memories so we know that some form of data will be back whether it's full commander data or because we also see commander data get, getting pulled out of a drawer and yes. like, no, that's that's before that's before yes okay so how do you know all this did you like is there like a reddit like there, there i've seen way too many youtube videos about this that breaks down the trailer as well as the cast interviews <laughs> but but what's interesting is that they're <laughs> Super, super nerd level now. Um, there is a comic series. There is a four-issue comic series called Star Trek Countdown, which leads in to the first Star Trek movie coming out from J.J. Abrams that explains where um, the Picard timeline goes into uh, before Romulus explodes. And it talks about how Data comes back as Data through B4 uh, and becomes captain of the Enterprise. And uh, Picard is like the ambassador to Vulcan. And it's canon. That is a very... Very key bit of knowledge that I did not know. So, uh, we're, <laughs> so we're making great let's, let, 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 let's agree to like a, well, yeah, like what's the kind of capped maximum length that we can force people to listen to Star Trek rants? I think 10 minutes. We'll get cut from this podcast. <laughs> okay, I love Star Trek. I would say like two. <laughs> also, I feel like, I'm sorry, I feel like this comment has to be in. I feel like you have to ask the question. There are, so clearly our podcast is listened to by policy nerds and there are star trek nerds and i feel like this segment will force the question in a venn diagram of the two what is the overlap mm -hmm. and i've always thought that the overlap was not significant this room is making me revisit <laughs> sam i feel like i spent too much time around sam andry and that was why that position held um but let's explore that question maybe by putting this out there 
It's quite amazing I haven't left in protest yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, your body language is almost like it's like this passive aggressive version. It's like you're actually punishing us with your with your resentment. It's actually better than leaving. But if- we can actually bring this back to earth, so to speak, because because <laughs> Andrew Shear went out as like he's a big Star Trek fan. That, that does not surprise me. But as much as I love it, it does surprise me. First of all, he wore a gold uniform, which I thought was weird, like uh, like a next generation gold uniform. Like if you were the trying to be prime minister, I don't know why you wouldn't go with right. you know red leadership but anyway um wow a local bc shout out the premier here in bc john horgan is a big uh, star trek fan as well um so he tweeted uh, back in february um when kate mulgrew started to follow him he tweeted a thanks to uh, captain janeway for that uh, which i thought was quite cute but like where do the values of star trek come in across uh, with the conservative platform. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't jive with me. <laughs> in, well, in the 24th century, where there are replicators, you don't need to buy chocolate milk. You also don't need to subsidize the dairy industry. Uh, and you can get as much milk as you want. And that's, that's where I, I think he saw a lot of hope in that future. <laughs> Do you think it's just progressive or do you think it's uh, it's universal policy? Like, because Star Trek is, has a very progressive bent to it, right? Like its vision is is one of post-capitalism. Um, like, does do you think that this conversation would happen in the same way with a group of conservatives? The, I think what I'm getting from this exercise is actually in all this, Sam Andrew is the outlier. If I had to put an estimate of the Venn diagram between people who have policy and people who have Star Trek, um, I think it's probably two circles almost together. Yeah, my only complaint would be: could we like put like a like a little less spandex and Deanna Troy's outfit, like just like loosen it like a little, like yeah. one size up, like just like that. Oh yeah, Star Trek's uh, progressive record is not like it was the eighties. Like yeah. yeah, they could bring back the men wearing skirts, like in the first few episodes of Next Generation. Yes. What I miss that. And that's uh, wrap on Alpha Quadrant Loud. It actually cut off there, which might be a good thing for the overall health and security of the pod. But I hope you liked it anyways. If you didn't, we're never doing it again. And we'll be going back to our regular programming of politics and public policy very soon. Um, want to thank Cream Bardisi and Alvin Tejo for joining on that one. And want to thank you for listening to Ontario Loud. We will see you next week. <laughs>